Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 201. Hey, my riches, I'm Hayut, and I want to thank you so much for being with me, being part of my journey. More than 200 shows. It means a lot to me. I want to ask you, if you haven't done so yet, to subscribe to the Rich or Miss podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and give us a rate and review. I appreciate it a lot. And now, let's talk about how to become more profitable and have more take-home money. And let's meet Annette Ferguson. Annette Ferguson is known as the money magician, helping six, seven, and eight-figure service-based entrepreneurs find clarity in their numbers, increase their wealth, and have more money in their pocket. As a former financial controller for Goldman Sachs, who was responsible for one of the biggest managed funds, combined with 10-plus years of running an online business, Annette's programs and consulting encompasses robust financial strategies combined with the speed and agility to make a real lasting difference quickly within the business that she works with. Annette shares many of her principles in her top podcast Uncover Wealth Radio and inside her private community on Facebook, the Uncover Wealth Community. Annette is committed to ongoing philanthropic work, helping people in less developed countries also start their own businesses so they can provide and support their families too. Annette Ferguson. Hi, what a pleasure to have you here. Ayut, it is an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so happy that you are here. I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now. And I would like you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading? Yeah, great question. So in terms of what I'm doing today, um, I am running a, an accounting firm, but our focus is very, very much on helping clients become more profitable and have more take-home money for themselves. Because at the end of the day, running a small business can be a challenge and we should be able to take home more money than we might do in the job we left. We should be able to make our business be in a place where actually it is profitable and it sustains our life and gives us the life that we want to live. So that is where my focus is and that is what I love doing and helping clients with. It sounds terrific. How do you do that? <laughs> so so we do, we do it mainly by looking at the pieces of the puzzle that make up profitability. So starting with making sure expenses and costs are in alignment with the current business model. We look at whether your team is in alignment and we look at, you know, then what are your revenue strategies and what are your growth strategies and looking at all those pieces 
putting them all together and looking at the data in your business at the same time to make sure the business is as profitable as it can be. And we also do it through a method of cash flow management called Profit First. I don't know whether you've heard of the book by Mike Michalowicz, but we are certified Profit First professionals. And it's basically a method of cash flow management that essentially is probably quite similar to one your granny might have used and mine certainly did where, you know, her husband would come home each week from work with the cash in his pocket from his paycheck. And she would put some of it in the rent tin and some of it in the utilities tin and some of it in the food tin and squirrel away money like that. Well, Profit First is basically that method, but in business. So it says that when money comes into your business, you should squirrel some of it into the tax tin, some of it into the profit tin, some of it into the owner's pay, the take-home tin, and the rest is for operating expenses. And it does it through, instead of tins, of course, it does it through um, bank accounts and using savings accounts and those kinds of things. Mm. How did you get there? How did you start? What is mm. your career story? Yeah, so I initially, when I was, you know, way back in the beginning, when I was at school looking to what do I do? What should I choose? I knew at that point in time that I wanted to run a business. I came from an entrepreneurial family and I knew that I wanted to have a business, but I had no idea what I wanted it to be or wanted it to do. And so, you know, I spoke to kind of careers people and family and they said, well, why don't you study accounting? It would be a really good grounding and basis for running a business. I thought, okay, that makes sense. So I'll do that. I wanted to go to university. So I, um, I studied accountancy and finance at university and then went on to do my chartered accounting, my professional qualification after that. And I still didn't really feel like I was in the right place to start this business that I didn't know what it was going to be. So I worked in um, in investment banking for a little while in a financial control role, worked in oil and gas in a financial control role. And every time I moved roles, I was never wholly satisfied with what I was doing. You know, parts of the job I liked, but there was definitely some things that were missing. And it came to around about 2009. At that point, my husband and I were just getting married as well. And it was it was sort of the, okay, it feels the right time to start this business, but I, I still don't really know what I want to do. And I looked back in my career, my experience, and I thought, okay, what is what have I most enjoyed doing to date? What has been the job that I have loved to do? And I kept going back to the role that I did during my training for my chartered accounting, which was you know, doing accounting for small businesses, entrepreneurs, small owner managed businesses. And, you know, I really, really enjoyed that work. I loved finding out about business. I love all things business. And so working with business owners and learning about their business was something that really lights me up. So I thought, well, actually, why don't I just mix these two things together and actually start an accounting firm so that I am doing, you know, the job I like, and I'm doing a business at the same time. So that's exactly what I did. And for the first five years, it was pretty much doing the bog standard accounting stuff. So the compliance work, the tax submissions, those kinds of things, which, you know, were interesting enough, but you didn't really take it to the next level. Um, but then I kind of morphed into, you know, the supporting profitability and that side of work as well. Still, we do the compliance stuff and the bookkeeping and all those kinds of things. But focusing much deeper with clients on profitability actually has been um, a really rewarding for me because not only have I been able to 
learn more about clients' businesses going deeper. We've also been able to impact clients much better as well. And being able to see clients who are, you know, were worried about where the tax money was coming from and weren't getting consistent take home to now being able to kind of fully support themselves with the take home from their business and not have sleepless nights about cash flow has been incredibly, incredibly rewarding. So, you know, that is where we are now. And where I want to get to is is pretty much more of the same. I want to continue helping and supporting clients to get more take home and, you know, live the lives that they want to live and support their kind of goals of growth and financial freedom and all those things. Hmm. I think the combination between... Uh accountant and bookkeeping and really understanding the entrepreneurial world mm. is very important because a lot of times there are service providers that really help entrepreneurs and startups to do their bookkeeping and accountants but they are not really into the entrepreneurial world themselves completely so i'm not talking about being a small business doing only accountant i'm talking about really uh, building a business or entrepreneurship that will uh, will thrive and succeed, and being able to see the problems and the challenges in front of entrepreneurs as well. So absolutely, we yeah. often get clients who actually come to us and they say, you know, I, I'm moving accountant because my current accountant just doesn't seem to understand my business. They don't really understand you know, why I doing lives on Facebook or why I'm, you know, releasing a course. They just don't seem to get it. They don't seem to understand my business model. But that's the stuff I love to learn about. That's the stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, as a team, we love to get involved in because it's so interesting and, it, and it's impactful at the same time. Fantastic. What would be your best advice to entrepreneurs, mainly about the point of view of customers and customer base because that's what we are mainly focusing on the marketing side the sales side the strategy yeah i would say my top tip is communication always when it comes to your customers and your prospects um you know making sure that you are not just broadcast communication but you are listening at the same time because i think that with marketing as well, we can have the, we can kind of get caught up in getting our own message out, which is incredibly important. Don't get me wrong, but we can sometimes forget to listen as to what our clients and customers are telling us. And there is so much gold in there. There is so much to learn from what we are getting fed back so that one, we can increase our customer retention. And that is always going to be, you know, much easier to retain a client than it is to get a new one. But also, if we know what our customers and clients are saying, then we also know the kind of thing that our prospects, our ideal customer or client, that is, you know, like the ones that we currently have, we also know what's going through their heads as well. And we can tap into that too. I love this advice uh, so much. It's an advice that we get quite often. And Mm. I think the number one advice, or almost the only advice that entrepreneurs uh, <laughs> are really paid to do, yeah. and they love it because it comes from an accountant and a bookkeeper. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I was afraid I'm going to uh, hear something that has to do with keeping your money in jars, which is very important. <laughs> 
it's all important. It's all important. But I think, I think, you know, it all starts when you are wanting to grow a business and nurture a business. I think it starts with relationships always. It's beautiful. And um, I know you've got successes and we'll talk about it in a minute. Mm. I want you uh, to tell us what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers? The one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most? Yeah, this is a really, really good question. So um, I think the biggest failure that we had as a business and that I had as a business owner was probably, uh, probably culminated over kind of year two to four of me running a business. And that was that I was too focused on growth and not focused enough on retention and nurture and caring for our client base. So I was, you know, I was always chasing the next client, getting people on board. And I did so at the detriment of retention. And that was a very, very big mistake that I made at that point in time, because you know, if you've got clients coming in the door at the front end, that's amazing. But if you're, they're falling out the back door because you're not fully taking care of them as much as you should be, that is a big, big failure of the business. And, and it, you know, I was lucky. It can potentially completely damage your reputation beyond repair. Um, I was lucky that it didn't get that far and I was able to kind of, I guess, stem the bleeding. Um, from that but that was probably my biggest my biggest failure at that point and one of my biggest I suppose regrets in terms of in terms of this business journey Mm, so important yeah and uh, now I would like you to tell us the story of uh, your greatest most significant success Mm. as a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customers yeah, this is a great question. So I think that um, it probably links back to what I said earlier was listening more. Um, you know, when I started listening more and getting, if customers would give me feedback and my assumption was always that we were in the wrong and what did we need to do to make things better? Now, my initial gut instinct might be, that's ridiculous. I can't believe they're saying that. But (laughs) once you take a breath and you go, okay, there's a reason someone feels this way, whether it's good or whether it's bad, there's a reason someone feels this way. Let's examine if we as a business have done anything to that could be seen to contribute to either the good feeling or the bad feeling. And let's see, you know, how we can improve and using any feedback, positive and negative as a method for improvement. Because even if you get positive feedback, it's important to note that positive feedback and somebody highlighting something specific is them highlighting something that is one of their values and they feel strongly about. Therefore, can you actually go even deeper on that with them? Like, can you actually improve on that even more? You know, you don't just ignore the good stuff. It's actually anything that somebody is speaking about with you. What what impact do we have on that? And what greater impact in a positive way can we have on that? And I think that when I started kind of moving into that mindset, actually, that's been incredible for us, both in terms of retention and getting new clients in the door at the same time. Can you comment the most effective technological or digital tool 
that's related to customer focus marketing or sales. However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the <laughs> endless list. I'm looking for something that really helps you succeed and can help other entrepreneurs as well. This is a lovely question as well. So I think my recommendation, my top tool that I love to use in our business is a tool called Smartsheets. And it's basically, um, it's basically a little bit like a souped up spreadsheet. Um, it can do a lot more and it can produce dashboards and that kind of thing, which is exactly the reason why it is my top tool, because you can put various cuts of data in and you can get various reports out and you can set it up in the way that you want. But I am a big fan of understanding the data when it comes to your business. And therefore, using something like that, I can get quick snapshots and understanding of the data across all areas of my business, which means that I can make decisions off the back of that. Fantastic. And the other one? Um, another top tool that I would use would say, I would probably say um, Slack. Slack for communications. We use Slack massively internally um, for communications, but we also have Slack channels with clients. So each one of our clients has their own dedicated Slack channel that we use to aid communication with clients. So I think that Slack is another massive one for us in our organization. Awesome. There are many factors that um, affect one's success. Mm. I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really helps us succeed. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? Oh, that's an incredible question as well. And I think that this is actually going to sound really cheesy because I actually think that my one key success factor is probably my husband. Uh, (laughs) I love you saying that. (laughs) Because he has been such an incredible support. Um, he has also been a stay-at-home dad for our children for the last five years. Um, and, you know, he picks up the stuff that I drop in the house. I mean, I mean, literally and figuratively there. Um, and, um, you know, without him, I, I really couldn't do what I do. So I think that that has to be um, a massive, massive key success factor for me, for sure. And I guess, you know, that, that kind of, um, equates into the wider world as somebody who's there to support you. It's so fantastic to hear that. And I actually think that both our husbands can be very good friends Mm. (laughs) because I enjoy the same support and it's so amazing when you have support from home. It is. It's incredible. And I, and I think it's, you know, I think it's a, uh, it's very, very challenging for people who are trying to run a business and don't. Hmm. Finally, we go to my mountain question. <laughs> I've been always imagining this journey of first marketing because I've been in marketing for 34 almost years. Mm-hmm. And then when I got into entrepreneurship, I found out that this is even more like climbing a mountain. So I've been imagining this like is climbing a mountain, step after step after step, and then reaching the peak and looking to the other peak. And at some point, I started to ask my guests, and that's what I'm asking you, whether you ever climbed the mountain or wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? 
I absolutely do hide. I live in Scotland. So um, in Scotland, we have a, um, a, a lot, a lot of mountains. We have over 280 that are over 3,000 feet. So we have a lot of mountains um, in Scotland and I've been in Scotland most of my life. So, um, yeah, I have climbed many, many a mountain. Um, my children have climbed up um, mountains over 3,000 feet as well. Um, yeah, and they're very young, isn't it? Uh, yeah, they're four and six. So um, I think I think my youngest was two and a half, probably the first time she climbed a mountain. And my oldest was probably three or three and a half the first time he did um so yeah absolutely we have a lot of connections to mountains and you know in the area in scotland that we live we we try and get up in the hills and mountains uh, you know every weekend as much as we possibly can uh, we also love skiing in the winter so again that takes us to the mountains so yeah we have had lots of times in the mountains as families and i absolutely love spending time in the mountains as well and do you see any connection between mountain entrepreneurship or oh very much yeah i can very very much see the link i mean you know all of it you know not not necessarily seeing the path the whole time you know false peaks um you know suddenly coming across a beautiful tarn tucked away where you didn't know there was one you know all these things you know the weather suddenly closing in and not having a clue which direction to go i think there's an incredible amount of linkage between uh mountain walking mountain climbing and entrepreneurship for sure hmm. i love that of course <laughs> <laughs> and what would be the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch Thank you for asking, Hayu. So for those listeners that are tuning into the podcast, I also have a podcast called Uncover Wealth Radio. So I would love for you to come and connect with me there. Mm-hmm. And um, and secondly, I have a Facebook group called the Uncover Wealth Community, which I invite everyone to come and join as well. Those are probably the two best places to uh, to connect with me further. And what is the Facebook group about? What the Facebook group is all for business um, business owners, and it's all around profitability. Basically, it's helping you increase the profit in your business. That is pretty much what we talk about. That's fantastic. So we'll put all these links in the show notes of this interview. And then I want to thank you so much. I enjoyed this conversation very much. This has been fantastic and fascinating, and thank you. Me too. I've enjoyed it very much as well. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.